Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to episode number six of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today we'll be discussing Bohemian Rhapsody. Hola, es Max, y estás escuchando In Todd We Trust, el podcast que discuta películas y también otros temas. El tema de hoy, Bohemian Rhapsody. We're here, Max. We made it. You know, we've been we've been talking about doing this, uh, Max and I, getting on the podcast since its inception. So I'm glad we finally got to do it. Um, as you all heard on the intro, Max is bilingual. Uh, Lost my tan a little bit. Lost his tan a little bit, but don't get it twisted. He uh, spent 13 years in Mexico. I knew he spent time in Mexico growing up, but I didn't know exactly how much until we spoke before this podcast. And because uh, I'm actually going down there for work next week so so max was giving me a quick rundown of the city some friends he has there so so very crucial information i did not take the time to learn spanish prior to going down but i meant to so if that counts for something should just take me down there with you you know what i might i might speak to my boss about maybe fixing that into the budget the accounting team might not be happy about that but uh They'll figure it out. I'm a cheap date in Mexico. There you go. <laughs> um, thank you all for, for listening. In Todd We Trust, episode six. Uh, you can stream via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I have put off reviewing this film a little bit because really two reasons. One, there's been a lot of really good movies that have come out uh, that I want to talk about, or, or at least movies, I should say, that I want to talk about. <laughs> Not all of them have been great. Uh, and I, w- I was super excited about this one. Um, one reason was that I was, I'm not super well-versed in Queen. Um, obviously aware of who they are, but, uh, but, but was a little nervous to talk about it without having a lot of that background, like, almost like I was a poser speaking about uh, a movie about Queen, but not, having, not being like a super fan or having a lot of knowledge on that time period. Um, but anyway, I'll, uh, I'll start with giving some background on the movie. Uh, the IMDb description is a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at Live Aid in 1985. Didn't even know what Live Aid was before this movie. Um, but, you know, for anyone listening saying like, wow, he doesn't really know anything about what the movie's about. Uh, this will be a cool perspective for anyone who doesn't know much about Queen and also speaking to how I felt about the film and how it spoke to someone uh, or how they made a film that could be, um, what am I trying to say, uh, respected, I guess, and watched by the general audience and not necessarily someone who's well-versed. So, um, actually, you know, something else I meant to mention about Max. Max has moved here. Max just moved here. Welcome him to the city. Moved back. Moved back. Sorry. Moved back to Detroit. Uh, Grew up after he lived in Mexico. Grew up in Livonia, right? Yep. Grew up in Livonia. Is now back in the Dirty D. Where did you... And you just just closed on a home. I don't have applause uh, sound effects, but insert applause. Uh, Where did you all... You know, not not so you all can go creep and find Max, but (laughs) where did you uh, just purchase a house at? We bought a house in West Bloomfield, so... Nice. All your Michigan people are going to say, not the Dirty D. Not the Dirty D, yeah. Nice and suburb land. Poser. But... (laughs) Down here as much as I can. Nice, nice. Yeah, no. Me, me, and Max are gonna connect down here uh, a lot more in the in the new year. But congrats on him and Katie moving to Detroit. Hyped up. Uh, so this movie was uh, was released November second, uh, and notable cast: uh, Rami Malek. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, we were we were a little nervous that I might be pronouncing it incorrectly, so I tried to look it up. But uh, don't don't crucify me if I said it incorrectly. He is also uh, from the show Mr. Robot. I've been meaning to watch that. I've never seen it. I've heard really good things about it, but they're not bringing back a season. I think three. I think they did two seasons of it. Um, and it for me, it almost is no point in me going and watching and getting like super hooked on two seasons, knowing that a third isn't coming. So I, you know, I don't know if it's really that great to watch. If you're listening, please reach out to me and say, Hey, it's, it's worth the first couple seasons anyway. Uh, he's all, he also plays, um, a character in Bojack Horseman. I mentioned that because I just recently got hooked on Bojack Horseman, like within the last like two, three months. 
uh, ran, or actually, wow, it's been a little bit longer than that. It was over the summer. I started watching BoJack Horseman. It's like one of those. You ever, you ever have those shows? For anyone who doesn't have cable, uh, and I don't have cable ever since I moved out of my parents' home, so I just do streaming. Like I just do you know Netflix, Hulu, that type of stuff, HBO Go. Uh, and, you know, I guess what I missed out from cable a little bit was the shows that you just throw on when you're going to sleep at night. So I try to find those on Netflix now. So BoJack Horseman was going to be that, and then I actually got hooked and started liking the show. Uh, so anyway, he's in that. <laughs> uh, and then Lucy uh, Boynton is Mary in the movie. Um, another, another notable person. So um, before I get jump into, uh, jump into the podcast, shout out to my younger sister. I was in Chicago this past week who just got her master's. Uh, from Northwestern, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was dope. So I, w- I was really proud of her. Happy to go to Chicago, uh, see some of my friends. Um, so so that was really cool. Um, Wait, give some of the listeners what your what is your go to sleep Netflix show? Oh, so now, uh, so it, it's funny. Whenever I try to find a go to sleep Netflix show, I end up watching it. So uh, <laughs> so now <laughs> I have to go. Like I did that with Bob's Burgers. Cause I didn't know how good Bob's Burgers was, so I tried to do that. And actually, it's not even on Netflix anymore. But anyway, I tried to do that with Bob's Burgers, and then end up really liking it. And I've seen every episode and love the show. Um, right now, it's probably I'll go on Hulu and throw on like American Dad. Hmm. Um, I think the familiarity, because usually my go to sleep shows, I'll just put on like Adult Swim on Cartoon Network and go to sleep. Uh, so Adult Swim or so uh, American Dad, I'll throw on like that'll just run on a loop, and then I go to sleep. Uh, Futurama is another one. Same thing used to be on Adult Swim. I think again that just was something I used to throw on and go to sleep too. So that's my that's my go to sleep. Do you have go to sleep shows, or do you turn the TV off before you go to sleep every no, night? No, honestly, it, once it's bedtime for me, I'm one yeah. of those people. It's lights out, done. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. Oh man. See, I'm like that some nights, but most most nights that's not the case. I either TV or I turn the TV off. Think I'm gonna go to sleep. Pull up Instagram get wide awake again because now I'm staring at the screen for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then I turn the TV back on to, to my uh, to my go-to-sleep show. So I may have to be exhausted if I just hit the pillow and go to sleep. I'm the opposite. The show's got to be really good to keep me up past my bedtime. Really? Okay. All right. Well, that is, uh, that is <laughs> Max and I's routine for going to sleep <laughs> at night. Um, but, yeah, so getting into, getting into this uh, – Actually, let me pull my notes up first. I'm sorry, guys. I had the wrong notes up. Unprepared. Unprepared. And Max came prepared. Uh, Max was ripping shots when I walked mm, into the no. bar here. No, that's not true. <laughs> but uh, when I walked in here to the, to the bar, I didn't know where he was. And I look over, and I'm like, man, what are you doing, Max? And he's just buying shots for everyone. He was like six in. No, kidding. Um, so gen- general comments about this movie. Uh, I'm typically not a huge fan of biopics and, or like historical movies, unless it's like historical fiction. I don't know why they just, it's not my thing. Um, history wasn't my favorite subject in school. I don't, I don't know. Again, that's just not me. Uh, but I was super excited about this movie. Um, in the summer when I first saw, you know, actually it might've been the spring. Whenever they released the initial trailer for this, I was super hyped up about it. Um, like I said, didn't know much about Queen, obviously was familiar with some of their songs. I also didn't realize, I'll talk about this in a second. I didn't realize how, uh, how many of the songs that I'm familiar with were Queen songs. Yeah. Like some, there were some songs that were played uh, prior, even prior to this, like when the, when the trailer came out and I started listening a little bit more Queen prior to the movie, I didn't realize that some of these songs were Queen songs. You know, some of the, we will rock you as a kid. I didn't ever think like, oh, this is a Queen song. It's a song that you knew. My background with Queen, my parents bought me a, a Queen's Greatest Album, her Greatest Hits album. Oh, nice. And that's where it started. Got it. I can't okay. say I was the biggest Queen fan by no means. But right, but you're familiar. familiar. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, I think that has a large part. Of it. I thought about that, too, during the movie, um, that a lot of what you listen to growing up is determined by your parents. Like, what is your parents' musical taste? What, your, what do your parents let you listen to? Like, I know I wasn't allowed to listen to rap for, like, a long time. And then, you know, you, I started, like, sneaking listening to rap. And then that yep. was, like, right around the time, like, you know, junior high is, like, when LimeWire was out. So you can kind of, like, download music for yourself or whatever. Yep. Like, my mom doesn't know that I'm giving viruses to her computer. And why is it running slow? It's because I just downloaded Kanye's graduation on it. But, um, but yeah, no, that has a large part to do with, with what we listen to. So, um, so little, little background on uh 
like I said, on, on me, it's, it's kind of hard to rate the movie um, when you don't know a lot of history on Queen. On the, on the flip side, though, I'm going to give you a, a perspective that probably a lot of people listening will share, at least people around our age group, where you, know, you can't recall some of this stuff, even if you knew it, even if you researched it and knew it, and you're a huge Queen fan growing up. You weren't around, so you don't really know what Live Aid was like, we right? Like, appreciate it. We can't yeah, appreciate what they were. Exactly. Yeah, you can't appreciate it the way it should be. So even if you really love their music, you don't know what it felt like in the 70s and the 80s to hear it. And obviously they're you know, way ahead of their time, and you know, a lot of their music is timeless because you know, we still hear it today, and it still is, we, it's still very much played. Like It still gets a lot of rotation today. You know, it's not going to be on maybe the pop station, um, but you still hear some of these songs in movie soundtracks, restaurants, businesses, um, you know, whatever the case may be, classic rock, uh, you know, radio, uh, radio hits, and then, um, you know, different like Spotify playlists, you might even still discover some of these Queen songs. So, you know, it's a lot of artists like that. Um, you know, so Max, so question, question for you, Max, what, um, what, going into this movie, when you saw the trailer and whenever that was over the course of this year, what were you like feeling when you were looking at it? So going into the movie, similar to you, when I first saw the trailer, pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Recognized a couple of the songs. I, I'm a person who likes documentaries. I'll, I'll dive into those all day. Um, and also a person who, who likes seeing um, unique talents, we'll call it. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, I just saw it this past week, so I'm late to the game. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, I was even more excited because I heard a lot of coworkers, um, granted some of them older, be very excited about the movie. Right. So I went into it with a lot of hype. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you said that. I hadn't heard one bad word about it. And some of the stuff that I knew, really all of the information I knew about Queen uh, and, you know, little tidbits about the movie or what it was referencing was from older, older people that I worked yeah. with, older, older coworkers. Um, or just people I knew that, you know, were real big fans of a Queen uh, when they were growing up and, you know, some of the in- insight they gave me. But outside of that, I purposefully didn't do uh, research beforehand because, again, I wanted to have, like, a fresh perspective. And um, and I didn't want to do the whole... I know that, you know, if this was an artist that I was familiar with or this was someone that, like, I grew up, you know, let's say 50 years from now they do, you know, a, a biopic on an artist that I really like now. Um, I'd be nitpicky. Yeah, like, I'd be super nitpicky, uh, especially if I was really, um, if I followed their story, um, you know, in, in in real detail. So, have you heard from someone who went to one of their concerts yet? No, Neither I haven't. I. Have you? No. no. Wow, that would you know that would be really. I mean, we probably won't find someone who went to Live Aid, but it would be really dope to hear a perspective of someone who even went to a concert of theirs. Right. Um, you know, I, I'd imagine it would it would probably be. At least no one's admitted it to me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's probably some some lingering around. So, yeah, no, that would be really dope to hear, hear a perspective of, you know, any of these, like, like I'm hearing some, uh, you know, a lot of feedback on, like, this Elton John farewell tour. Mm-hmm. And whenever you get an opportunity to go in front of someone who's, like, a, I don't even want to call them a generational talent because it's, like, it, it transcends, it like, is. even their generation. So mm-hmm. um, those talents that, you know, are, like, top, you know, whatever, 25, wherever you want to put them, all-time musicians, uh, composers, like that has to be like an out-of-body experience. And that's how people describe Elton John. So I, you know, or when, you know, people go and see Michael Jackson, you hear about people passing out and stuff like that. I imagine it's probably similar uh, when people went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, or yeah, went and saw, you know, Live Aid or went and saw uh, Queen, Queen in, in person. So, yeah. um, you know, to the point of me not having a lot of background, I think that they did a really great job making it watchable, like I said, and entertaining for people who didn't have that um, question, you know, a, a side off question. I wonder, you know, when they, when they depicted Freddie's lifestyle and that he was homosexual and that uh, he didn't seemingly figure it out until uh, he was already married to Mary in the movie mm-hmm. um, and then going on tour. And as they, you know, continued to blow up, that was something that he kind of discovered. I wondered if, you know, and they didn't go into deep detail about it um, through words, you know, they showed us, uh, and they, they only spoke about it for a quick moment, but I imagine that it was probably a much bigger deal at the time, you yeah. know, cause yeah, you know, a lot with, with, um, with that fight for, you know, social equality for homosexuals, I imagine that back at that time it was a much bigger deal. And yeah. then they talked about how he wasn't received in the U S and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. 
And it made me wonder, was he all, did he always know he was homosexual, even at the beginning of the start of their career? And it was just something that was so shunned that he just internalized that, okay, this can't be right, or this, I might be, you know, might be confused. Or if he truly didn't figure it out till later. So that was, I mean, that's not for you to like, be like, oh, I know for sure the answer. I talked to Freddie, but. Do you think that helped play from everything you hear and everything that was depicted in the movie? He was very reserved about as much as he could. Right. His life. Yeah. Do you think that played into it? Maybe so. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe because he was reserved, maybe that's how they did it. Uh, also wonder, you know, with, with these movies and they show, they did a good, a good job with biopics a lot of times of showing the good and the bad. Um, you know, cause obviously when someone passes away, typically we only highlight the good. Mm-hmm. The good, the good. We never say anything bad about someone once they pass away. Even if you hate them, even if they're awful when they're alive, most of the time, you know, a friend or family member, you're going to talk about them like they're a saint once they pass. Yep. Um, and I think that if you're going to do a good biopic, you have to show both sides. But I always wonder, you know, if the scale is probably going to tip more to the positive. So did they show, you know, the full thing? And I, and I wonder if, if it was rated R, would they have shown more? Would it have done a better depiction? Or was it better for it to be, I think it was PG-13, for uh, everyone to be able to consume? It's a good question. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, not, yeah, not, for, not for you to have all the answers, but I do wonder, you know, if, what, you know, if, if that would change things and, uh, and what parts of the story might have been left out just to preserve his memory or even Queen, you know, the, the living members of Queen or the family members that are still alive, if they ask for things to be taken out. I know in, in other biopics that has been the case um, where, you know, there's always complaints or, uh, you know, this person didn't want this part or this person didn't like this line or whatever, the actor that was playing them, uh, and, and parts that were, you know, maybe nipped out because of how they were depicted, you know, they're, they're rock stars. Well, yeah, you don't want to ruin the queen legacy either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and not saying that there's some like skeletons in the closet that, you know, that I know about that they didn't, that they didn't show, but, you know, I always think, you know, Hey, there's no way they're showing the full, you know, Mm -hmm. it probably got a lot crazier than what they're, they're rock stars. You know what I mean? And, and during a time when all these drugs are, or a lot of these drugs were new and, you know, so, uh, so maybe I'll do my own queen, you know, with, without any research, I'll just go and do my own queen movie where I, <laughs> I depicted just how I imagined it happened. Um, so with the music in this, the music, the music was great. I got the first couple scenes when they were out there, they're playing their first couple songs, chills. Yeah, right? So it was, uh, so they did a really good job of, they, had, they did a really good job of it making it realistic. And when I say realistic, I mean, um, obviously, uh, Rami Malek is not, <laughs> it doesn't have the voice of Freddie Mercury. So I, so I looked up, I was wondering as I'm watching, like, okay, this can't, like, there's no way this guy can just sing that well. Um, you know, what are they doing? But also, you know, you don't want to just play Queen records and just have them lip sync the whole movie. Like, that, that doesn't do well. So I'm like, how did they... How they mash that? Um, obviously, we have tons of technology, but still wondering um, how they went about that. Um, and they they mixed it. So I looked it up. They mixed his voice with a guy, Mark uh, Mattel. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who is famous for doing impressions of Queen on YouTube? So they mixed his voice with Rami's actual voice, singing voice, and that's how they got that. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's I, wild. I looked. Yeah, I looked. I was just so curious because I'm like, you know, you're hearing it and you're like. Okay, uh, you know, with these things, like I said, obviously they can't just take, they're not, or I assumed they weren't just going to take Freddie Mercury's voice and just play it and then just have him lip sync. And I'm like, it's just so, they did it so well. So they did really well with that. Um, it was seamless. And like you said, it gave me chills. Uh, well, Rami did well. I mean, Ra- Rami his did. on stage was impressive. Yeah. Being able to pull out what he was in comparison to, because I went afterwards, I was like, oh, I got to watch some YouTube videos of some yeah. of the concerts. And I was like, oh, well done. He did a great job. I did the same thing. Yeah, I did the same thing last I, I went and watched it last night. Uh, and, yeah, he did, he did an amazing job. And I had seen that and heard that, you know, whenever a movie has been out for a while, obviously you get – you can't help but hear a lot of the reviews. And I purposefully didn't, like, look up reviews or seek them out. But just naturally, everyone who I talked to had seen it. Tech, you know, people texting me, you got to watch this. Amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, and he did a great job. So, okay. and I agree, I agree. He did a, he did an amazing job. Um, like I said, a lot of the songs that I didn't know were, um, were queen. One of them, we are the champions. Did not know it was queen until this past summer. 
Fair. So, uh, and, and obviously know the song, know all the words. Uh, I sing this song a cappella whenever I beat, like often when I beat people and things. Uh, and as you know, Max, I'm a very sore winner and sore loser. <laughs> Max and I were, were on a, a couple IM teams together in, in college. Max, that you know, it, I, I did Max a disservice by not introducing uh, him as a, a soccer legend in the East Lansing community, honestly, in the United States. But intramural, intramural, intramural legend, but also on the club team, could have gone varsity. No, but uh, but uh, but kept it, uh, kept it to club and shared his talents with us on our IM team, and Max, when I say Max is a legend, Max is a legend. Very, very modest and very humble, but uh, taught me everything I know about soccer. I literally did not know the rules of soccer before I went to college, so. We need you to pick an EPL team now. You're a Red Wings fan. You're jumping on all the Detroit bandwagons. That is true. It's that time is true. to get on the soccer one. Okay. EPL Saturdays. Is that, all right, you, you let me know. You send me the information, I'll become a fan. I'll go get a jersey, start it off. That's what's most important is the jersey. Yeah, we'll, we'll write you on the right path. No Man U, No Man City, the rest you can pick yourself. All right, cool. All right, yeah, you let me know. No Chelsea. I, I know you. All right. I know you'll. I know you'll still me, uh, steer me in the right direction. Uh, question: Would you get back on the field for a Detroit IM team? Oh, of course. I play men's league every week. Oh, you do? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you retired. I Hanover didn't is very upset that I'm not at the game tonight. Man, I did not know you. Uh, I did not know you still played. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's not pretty anymore. My talents are better served on the couch Saturday mornings <laughs> watching. <laughs> Uh, but I play. Oh, man, I did not know. Does Katie come and watch? No, she's a terrible fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good player, though. Katie's a good player. She's feisty. Um, That's, yeah. She's a feisty player. We uh, Lots of fouls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, man, we need to get a co-ed. I'm better served in co-ed with people who, or either, either co-ed or a men's league where the guys, like, aren't competitive. Like, it's just guys, like, maybe old guys who are just trying to get exercise. That's where I can really shine. I don't know if I'd shine in a men's league where people previously played soccer, actually. You can fit in in our team, then. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, your, your team is not... Hey, it's, not a, it's all about fun, all about winning now. Oh, good, okay, see, <laughs> if I go in there with that, as long as they're competitive, like, if we go in there and we're just, like, losing up a storm, then you know how I get. But, uh, but yeah, no, as long as my speed... Can I use my speed on defense? Yeah. Oh, perfect. All right, good. We're small good. side, though, so, I mean, uh, sprints, small sprints. Oh, dang, I need the bigger <laughs> field. That's when, that's when it's more of In a In the dis- spring, we're just prepping you for the outdoor stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I'll get loose. Yeah, I'll get loose. All right. all right. I'm glad we had that chat. That is uh, – we're done. We're done here. I just need to get on a, on a soccer team. That was the whole point it's of having recorded. Max We're done. It's, it's over. <laughs> Sign, seal, deliver. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, back, back to the movie – I also realized um, how much music uh, or how many artists I listen to now are influenced by Queen. So I started, you know, I started really paying attention. Again, this wasn't a realization in the movie theater. It was a realization. So after the trailer, let me let me take it back a little bit. So early in the summer, late spring, whatever, when the trailer came out um, or when I first saw it, I set out to do a comparison between Queen's discography and the Beatles. Mm. I didn't complete that. I, so I had a big, like, Beatles phase in, like, late junior high, early high school for whatever reason. Um, not for whatever reason. They're a great, great band, yep. one of the best ever. Uh, and just really, lit, like, dived into, like, their entire discography. So I, I wanted to do the same thing with Queen when I saw the trailer because, you know, the instant question came up is, you know, who, who's better? Obviously, people consider the, the Beatles, like, most pe- a lot of people consider them the greatest band of all time. But, I, you know, I... I'm a firm believer in having your own opinion, forming your own opinion, not just following what's out there. So actually like listening to it for yourself and saying like, hey, I like these songs more than these songs, all this stuff. What I can say, well, I can't say anything definitively, like I said, because I didn't go in. I haven't gotten the chance. Maybe I'll do that in the upcoming months to really, I listened to a couple of Queen albums, but didn't go into all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's not fair unless I do that. What I can say for sure is that Freddie Mercury is a more talented singer than Paul and John. Now, as far as as far as writing, as far as you know, writing and the actual structure and making of songs and albums, again, I have to reserve my judgment until I until I really deep dive. But just from what I've heard, Freddie was definitely a more talented singer than John, and is a more talented singer than, or was a more talented singer than Paul is. I won't. I'm definitely not the biggest music enthusiast in the world, and I won't be able to speak uh, to that that much. Yeah. But. I mean, Freddie's range and what he was able to do. Crazy. 
And like I said earlier, I mean, it, it, to the to the point of how often does a talent like that come about? Right. Yeah. And you know, when they're out on stage and he's doing his thing, you just sit and watch, let it happen, enjoy, yeah. Yeah. be lucky. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at least that's how it was depicted in the movie that his that his uh that the other people in Queen. We're mm-hmm. almost looking at him in awe, you know, a lot of the times. And I think that happens with a lot of bands. You know, there's always usually a front runner or a guy you're like, okay, something like that guy's different. Like that, or that woman's different, you know, wherever the case may be. And I, I left the movie and I was like, wow, Freddie is a talent. Wow, he's up there. You know, you know, you're comparing him in my world to sports and that type of stuff. And I was like, well, what about the rest of the band? Were they, how good yeah. were they? Where do they rank? Is there, is there such a thing? Yeah. Up there, all of them. Yeah. Bass guy, the, the guitar guy, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, really shows you the talent that they had. Combined. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, collectively, it was it was amazing. I mean, just to see how... In and the apparently movie. super smart guys. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, that, that is a good point. I didn't even make a note of that, but I was thinking that, you know, my ears kind of perked up when they, when they talked about... I wish I would have wrote down exactly what their majors were and what their professions were prior to starting this band. And it was like, very, again, they would have done very well for themselves. Yeah. Not as well as Queen did, obviously, but that's, a, you know, that's a, a long shot goal. It was almost like a whole bunch of really smart guys who decide to do a band on the side for fun. And then they become, obviously, Queen. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that was a funny, interesting fact. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I had all to go look that up. I was like, um, really? Yep. Okay. I'm, wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that, was, uh, that was nuts. Um, you know, on to the point about, uh, or back to the point, I should say, about music being influenced today by it. You know, I think that the, and I had thought this previously, that a lot of the best music is music that combines genres, um, which they did for Bohemian Rhapsody, and then also with Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, broke that barrier for having longer songs on, uh, on the radio. Mm-hmm. So a six-minute song, I don't think it's... I mean, still now, you, you don't hear, like, really long songs. And, and I say that because a lot of albums have really long songs now, some of them, you know, um, and they get cut short. But, you know, a six-minute song is, is still kind of long today. Like, you know, you think the average song is, what, between three and a half, four and a half minutes, maybe? Three and a half, four minutes? When so, someone doesn't have music ADD and they skip through yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know people who do that. Kristen does that all the time. She skips. <laughs> oh, she skips songs all the time. And I can say that because I know she's... She, actually, she, you know what? She might listen to this. We'll see. Yeah, she, she has some strong critic for... Uh, or some strong... Uh, not strong critic. She was a strong critic. Um, criticism. Criticism. Wow, I can't, I can't think, man. Uh, strong criticism. You know, you get on the mics and you just forget everything. Like you just, that's why I had to write notes. Like without detailed notes, I'd be up here like, uh, but, um, she has some strong criticism for my first episode. And then, uh, this is like after I recorded three. Right. And I'm like, Oh, what did you think about the, like the other two? And she's like, well, I haven't listened to them yet, but in your show you need to, I'm like, Oh wait, time I pumped the brakes. You've only listened to one episode. Like, so maybe she'll listen to this one. Uh, because because you're on it. I'm a little nervous now, though. <laughs> yeah, now that we're talking about it, yeah. Yeah, take that, I'm going to hear the other end of it now, too, though. <laughs> right, yeah, right? <laughs> Max started it, Kristen, just so that... Uh-uh. Yeah, so just so you know. Um, so, Todd, what's your favorite Queen song, though, that you've heard, I guess? Uh, favorite Queen song is um, Don't Stop Me Now. Don't Stop Me Now is a great workout song, great pump-up song. Uh, all, all their songs <laughs> basically are, but... Uh, that's probably my favorite. Uh, I was going to ask you that, but yeah, so mm. that's, that's probably my favorite. Um, could you imagine being at Live Aid? No. That, I mean, like... I, well, I was also trying to figure out if it would be enjoyable being all the way at the back end of that stadium, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're, you're definitely not going to make it to the front. And then, all, and yeah, that would be... I mean, that would just be nuts. And then all the people that were... I mean, has anything been done like that since? I don't... With all those, I mean, huge... I mean, I not guess... Not televised, I don't think. I guess you have music festivals, but that does, it's not the same. It's not that music festivals are the same because you don't have the, like the back-to-back on one stage and then all free. Like all are not, they're not getting, I'm not free as, in, as far as the people attending, but for all the performers to donate all the money to a cause. Well, and they were, they were in different countries, weren't they, too? We had performers in the U.S. and then in London and then yeah. elsewhere. That's crazy. That's nuts. Must have been cool. Um, yeah, that would, uh, that would be nuts if that, if that was recreated. Um, and it said like 1.9 billion, I think. Watch, like, how do you have that many people? Watch? Like that's casual. Could that happen now? I don't even know. Could that, I don't know if that could happen now. 
You would think because we have way more technology, so it's gonna be it would be way more accessible. But sure. I don't know if I don't know if that would happen. I wonder like who would it what would uh, that even look like? I wish I would have created a set list prior to this episode. Too many people would be wanting to know where their money portion is. That that right. Like who yeah. Wow. That was all for charity. Right. Everyone got together for that. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there, and there's have there have been things like that. Like not obviously yeah. not to that scale, but much smaller scale benefit concert. Like Absolutely. benefit concerts have, have happened and will continue to happen, but on that large of a scale, like that's Well, and with that lineup. That line I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. That that was nuts. Uh what what's your favorite Queen song? I don't for some reason Bicycle is always just kind of I don't even been. and I don't even know but did they play in the movie? I don't think so. Okay. They did and they did a good job of I mean, again, if you've listened to if you've listened to them more extensively like you have compared to I, um, I think they did a good job of playing similar like when you go to an actual concert, mm-hmm. you want to hear the hits. Like everyone wants to go and they want to hear the hits. They want to hear the songs that they're familiar with. Yep. Um, if you're a real, real big fan, like I know like some artists who I'm a huge fan of, like I want to hear the deep cuts. Like I want to hear the deep tracks. But they did a good job in the movie of playing the ones that we know. So even if you didn't know it, even if you don't, didn't know that was Queen, even if you didn't know, I mean, if you just walk into the movie, you just hear, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is a good movie. You don't even know who it's based on. You've never heard of Queen. You didn't know it was a biopic. They did a good job of playing, you know, you've heard We Will Rock You. Yeah. You've heard We Are the Champions. You've heard, like, you've heard it. So they did a good job of playing all the hits. Um, don't Stop Me Now, they didn't play till the credits, but what was cool about that is they played the a live performance from Freddie Mercury through the credits. Um, side by side So that was really cool I, I was getting up to walk out And I'm so glad I didn't walk out yet And stayed and watched that I think I may have missed that Oh Max uh, I mean obviously You go YouTube YouTube it. Yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly So easy now um, But yeah they played that At the end So that was really cool um, You know one note about Like you said Favorite song And if we get And talking through If we can get it uh, Replicate it now With you know A lot of big artists All coming together For charity who is your favorite artist? Wow. Today? Of all, maybe of all time. Or maybe, maybe current art. You know, we'll do that. Current artist, some, one of your favorite. One of. We won't say favorite because that, that's tough. One of your favorite artists. Uh, I'm one of those who I exhaust an artist until, until I get tired of them. Then I got to go to someone else the next month. Yeah. Uh, so December 2018, it's, I'm on the Logic train right now. Logic. Okay. Um, I was wondering, and this question kind of comes up. I saw, I saw a meme. Maybe it wasn't a meme. Maybe it, was, it might have been a tweet, actually. This sounds more like a tweet, not a meme. <laughs> Someone posed the question of if Beyonce has, obviously Beyonce is like one of the greatest performers of all time, might go down as the greatest performer of all time for a lot of people in their books, um, definitely of our generation, um, solo performer. Uh, what does she have any classics? And someone said that, and you and you has ton of hits, a yeah. ton of hits, and you know at first. So I, at first I read it and I say, "Wow, this person's a hater!" Like you're crazy. And I start thinking, I'm like, "What is a classic Beyonce? Like, what is a song that 60 years from now we're like, man, they are still playing that like at parties, at yeah. you know, at weddings, at, on the DJ set, yeah, <laughs> that they'd recognize that you know, I mean, there's a lot of great Beyonce songs, a lot of good ones, but like, put a ring on it. Is that going to be playing in 60 years? What from our generation is going to be playing in 60 years? That's a great... Yeah, exactly. And that's the point, I guess, is that the larger point is that what... Are people making classic, like, classic... Do they focus on classic music now, or is it more just to the next hit? No, I mean, you got to think that there is going to be something that's going to continue on. Couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'll be proud of it. Right. But it'll be going. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be something. It is. Uh, it's just curious, but I mean, I've, and obviously, Logic is you know way too close. To, you know, I, I know you can't pull and be like, "Oh, this Logic song is definitely gonna be playing." I'm right? Like, no. But uh, but it is tough to. I mean, obviously, Beyonce is a good example because she is so she is so big. You know, what I mean, it's so popular and so many hits, so many number ones. Uh, have and, you been to Beyonce concert? I have not. I had the opportunity to go to one this this summer, but did not go. Mm. Um, have you? No. No. <laughs> I mean, not lucky enough. Yeah. What's, what's your best, what's your favorite concert then? Uh, so my favorite concert that I've been to, and I'm not a, I'm not a concert guy, so I like going to small venues. I don't like all, mm. like a lot of people and mm-hmm. feeling like okay, I'm seeing this, but I, like I'd be better served watching it on TV or YouTube or just listening to the song on my you know on my phone. Um, an artist called Sandre Lerke. He's one of my 
really random artist. I discovered him from a, a movie. I think I've talked about on this podcast before. It's my favorite rom-com movie. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time with Steve Corral called uh, Dan in Real Life. Mm-hmm. He did the soundtrack for that movie. Um, so I really liked the music. Ended up looking into him further and then ended up just being a really big fan since like seventh grade. Had the opportunity to go to his concert in uh, Chicago when I lived there last year. Um, where was that? At Lincoln Hall. Mm, um, yeah. Really great venue. And the tickets were only like $20. So I'm like, I mean, I'd pay like hundreds to go see this guy. So to go see it for $20 was amazing. Got to, so in his last, when he came out for Encore, he performed the song and then jumped and then came down on the crowd. And as he's performing it, danced with everyone as they're performing it uh. and came over and gave like probably 80% of the crowd, me being included, a hug and said, thanks for coming. So like that was like, Amazing. Afterwards, got signed vinyl with him, a picture with him. Came over. So, I mean, it was just like one of the greatest. It was one of the greatest experiences ever. So, uh, that was awesome. So, I like, like I said, I like going to like small venues where I can like really see. Like, I went and saw Lily Allen, who's one of my favorite artists of all time, too. Um, I really like pop music. That's probably my favorite genre. I actually like music more than I like movies. So, I, I've thought about maybe expanding and doing a little little music podcast, maybe in addition to this or adding an episode a week or something like that. That's a good transition. So, yeah, you know, I have a couple thoughts there, but I love music. But, yeah, I saw Lily Allen here. That was the most recent concert I went to a couple weeks ago. Um, Again, small venue, paid $30 to go. Um, So that was really cool. So, you know, those are my favorite. What about you? Favorite concert? Um, I went small venue. You'll appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, St. Andrew's Hall here in Detroit. Nice. Uh, I saw Lily Allen. Yep. Um. I saw Chitty Bang were the headliner, and Big Sean and XV opened up for him. Hey, so wow! Yeah. So this is a while ago. If oh, he, yeah. They opened up at yeah, St. Andrews. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. XV was still you know green backpack or whatever. Big Sean. Wow. Just before he blew up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was about to say this was this high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, big Sean. That's when I was a really big Big Sean fan. Uh, he. Not that I don't like Big Sean now, but he's. It's a little different. Yeah, he, I mean, he's one of those guys where, um, where I can't decide if he like I can't decide if he's a good artist who makes questionable music at times, or if he's a questionable artist that makes good music at times. I was having this this conversation with someone the other day, and I, I was on the side of I think he's a good artist that makes questionable albums sometimes. And but after he said the the reverse, I was like, uh, actually, you know, you can kind of make a, an argument because. I liked his first album and I like some of his mixtapes, but outside of that, I haven't really loved any of his products. I like a song or two, but you know, nothing, nothing, uh, not a full project. So, um, but I do, I do like, you know, if someone were to ask me, I'd say I was a big Sean fan. Um, anyway, <laughs> before I go on a whole, yeah, I mean, before I go on a whole discussion about, about music, I like you. I said, I love, I love, yeah, I say, like I said, I love music, uh, and you know, it's so closely tied to this to this movie. So I knew that was going to happen a little bit. Um, you know, talking about music. Uh, do you, are you, do you like Beatles? I know we talked about the Beatles a little bit. Uh, I don't appreciate the Beatles as much as, as I should. Yeah. Um, just probably kind of like, you know, I was exposed to Queen when I was younger. I just wasn't that exposed to the Beatles. Yeah. Um, so I never gained the appreciation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so much music out there. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized too, from, uh, you know, from watching this movie, and, you know, feeling a little bit of guilt, like, oh, man, like, how did I not know this about Queen or how don't I know this about one of the greatest bands of all time? And at the end of the day, it's just it's so much music to consume and there's so much good music to consume. Uh, you know, there's music in different languages that I, you know, never even tapped into because. Oh, I, last pod, you were talking about some Latino music. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some for you. There's there's a couple uh, there's a couple Latino songs on my. Uh, so I have a, I create a play. I started doing this last year create a playlist of my top 100 songs of the year. It mm-hmm. takes me like a week to create it because um, it's so tough going through and being like, man, like, do I like this? Um, it makes it a little easier because I have a, a running playlist right now, uh, or I've always done this, a playlist of my every song that I've added to my library that I liked, that like I really liked um, over the course of the year. And when the year is up, then I delete it off and just keep it going like a running playlist. And that playlist is around like 400 songs, right? So I start there. And then from there, I pare down at the end of the year. So first week of December, I'll go through and do I like this? Do I like this? And then I pare down like 120 songs. And then from there, it's like How's that survival. That's going right now. Man, I got through. <laughs> I got through. So I do have 2018 set as of last Friday. When's but it drop? It's dropped. So I'll, see, I'll show you the link. I okay. haven't like 
dropped it publicly. I've just been like giving it to people. Like I'll text a couple of people who I knew would appreciate it. Like, hey, like I, you know, here's some here's some heat, you know, for the winter. So I need it. I'll, uh, I'll send it your way. Um, something I pride myself on is is not necessarily having like the supreme music taste or being like a music aficionado, but having a wide range of uh, taste in genre so that anyone who I, I send it to, I expect you to like at least like five to ten songs on there. Like really like five to ten. And I feel like out of a hundred, that's a lot for it. Because it's a lot, when you go on there, you'll see like, wow, it's like a crazy amount of different music and different styles. So, uh, so I'll send it over to you. I appreciate that. It's a fun, it's really a fun exercise to do. And then I like receiving playlists too. Like I like discovering new music. So if you have some music that you're like, hey, there's no way Todd's heard this, shoot it over to me. Uh, all right, I'll do that. I'm not sure I'll win, but I'll, I'll send it. Yeah. I'll be curious to know what songs of your hundred I'll like. Yeah, yeah, oh, I am too. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, after I send it to you, I'll check in with you in like a week and be like, hey, what songs do you like from that? So, uh, and then 2017 is up there too. So if you want to go back and say like, oh, here's 2017 Tides uh, playlist. So yeah, I have fun doing it. Like I said, I really like music. So um, so overall, you know, with this movie, uh, like I said, I mentioned about the rated R thing. Um, should it have been rated R? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know their full. I don't. I didn't know their story prior, so I don't know what would be necessarily missing out. It's just that feeling of okay, they're a rock band. Okay, um, you know, their Freddie Mercury was. I know is very was was very controversial at the time. Uh, so with that being said, I imagine that there's content that they could have added that I don't know if it would have helped the story or not. Being rated R again, I don't know. That's just a question I'm posing out there. I don't know because I'm not a huge. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of information going in. Yeah. Um, the movie did feel a little fast. Um, you know, they skipped years at times. And I'd have to, again, have to imagine, without knowing anything, that there were crucial story lines or, or plots going on there um, that they could have touched on uh, or worked with. It makes me realize, though, that they wanted to highlight, like they had a specific narrative going in, kind of like, you know, the media or the news now. Um, or any news, you know, it's not like they're, they don't just give you the news. They give you the news through the lens that they want to give it through. Um, so I think the same thing with a movie or a biopic, they choose a storyline or something they want to highlight in their life. For this, it was highlighting how their path to Live Aid and highlighting how talented Freddie Mercury was. And even though, uh, he might've had, uh, you know, might've made some questionable decisions referring to, uh, you know, him, uh, alienating himself from the band and breaking the band up and, and maybe going being a little selfish and taking advantage of it seems like a little bit by uh, the guy who became his manager, Paul, and then, you know, maybe boyfriend, lover, I don't know what you call it. It didn't never seem like really serious, but, um, but yeah, so that's what they, they chose to highlight. I am, I'd imagine if they wanted to go a different route, they could, but they probably had a lot of content to work off of. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the big, the big miss in the movie. Every time there was a concert scene, music scene, that type of stuff, I was completely hooked. Yeah. Um, but I felt like they put a lot together in a very short amount of time. Yeah. I, honestly, I would have loved an eight-part Netflix. Yeah. Crush out my Sunday watching this type of a thing. Because right. I wanted more from Freddie. I wanted to know more what made him tick. Yep. I wanted to know more about... Um, you know, there was that one scene where he's with Mary talking about how when he's on stage, he can't miss a key. Right. That, yeah. that stuff is super cool to me. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I wanted more of that. I wanted to know more about how the bands were, was coming up with things. Right. But then at the same time, you know, Freddie was this, such an imposing figure with, with such a different life than the rest of the band. Right. That I wanted to know more about that. Right. Fit that all in, in two hours or whatever it was. Yeah. It was short for me. It's I wanted tough. more. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> so if you're listening, uh, whoever produced this and funded this project, Max and I both want a miniseries, at least, on HBO. And I say HBO because they do really good content. So. I don't have HBO. Hey, Max does not have HBO. So we want the writers from HBO, but we want it to be released on Netflix. Perfect. Thank you. Or YouTube for free. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. It felt, it felt a little rushed. It felt, felt fast. Uh, you know, they, they spanned what, 15 years, yeah. 15 years or something like that. Uh, 
you know, in two hours that for an iconic band, for a band that, again, a lot of people would consider the greatest band of, I don't know how many people consider them the greatest band of all time. I haven't heard that next to their name a ton, but some people would. I'm sure like big fans of Queen, you know, it's a lot of people's favorite band of all time. I'll say that. Yeah. It's a lot of people's favorite band of all time. Um, so if I was one of those people and I go and see this, uh, and I'm expecting to see, I don't know what I would be expecting to I was see. Say, but if this was one of your favorite bands, do you think you left happy? That's a good question. That's that's tough. Uh, you know, everything I, I did about think them. about. I did think about that. I'd say no. I'd say if I if I was a huge fan, and and the reason I say no is because I started thinking about again, like artists I like, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and that I closely followed, and I feel like if they spanned fifteen twenty years of their career, and you know they. The start of it, even like how they all came together, like I'm sure there's more to the story than him going, than the old singer being sick, uh, Freddie Mercury going, you know, meeting them backstage, him singing, and then next thing you know, they're, you know, they're performing. What band. was the? F- yeah, they're they're band <laughs> Queen. Like no, like come on it. now. That was like within the first like 15 minutes. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, time out. Let's let's get the inception of the band. Let's maybe talk about like where Freddie, like, learned to sing like that. Like, I mean, did he always know he had that type of talent? Like, I mean, they could, yeah. they could have they dived in a little bit more, but I know they're trying to cover a lot. And, again, for the average fan, average moviegoer, I thought it was a, it was a good movie. You know, that, that's my verdict, I guess, so to speak, is that it was, it was a good movie. I liked it, but like you said, I probably would have felt a little cheated if I was a huge Queen fan. And I wasn't – I'm not a big – I enjoy the music. I'm not a big Queen fan. Right. Um, I, I just wanted more, I guess, is probably the ultimate – yeah, my, my verdict there. Maybe maybe four hours instead of two, but I can't do that during one sitting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If they if they would have done, I mean, me on the other hand, I've I'm guilty of watching multiple movies back to. I mean, when I was when I did Creed, I think I mentioned this when I watched Creed before I did. I felt like I needed to watch all the Rockies. I watched Rocky one through four in one sitting. Oh, um, I, I can put that on a good Netflix Sunday. I just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that is true. Yeah, Netflix man, they've they've taken binging and just. To the next, I don't know if they just coined the phrase, or I mean, I I guess I would do it before, but with those shows now, to when just not having to wait, huh? To that extreme, and then, to that extreme, and then you yeah. get the the. Are you still watching? Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm still watching. Where's the remote? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I feel kind of like attacked when they send that. Like, are you still watching? Like, basically, it's like an under undertone of like you loser. Like, you shouldn't still be watching. Um, but yeah, that is a, they they taking it to the next level. Um, they have a, you know, I, I posted something about this on, on the Instagram profile the other day, uh, about one of their original movies coming, Bird Box that's coming out with, uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, Netflix's original content. So I'm a, I guess I'm a champion of it in terms of, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell people go check out Netflix and I think it's dope that they're doing that and expanding the content there. And I think that, cause I do think TV is, well, even though it'll always be essential, it is going to take a backseat role to streaming at some point. I don't think it's, it hasn't fully done that yet. You can see the trend. It's close. It's close. It's close. Um, so I think that's dope. Like, I think it's dope that Netflix is investing in like getting, I mean, they've been doing this for a while of getting like, I don't want to say actual actors, like as if the indie actors aren't, aren't legit and aren't very talented, <laughs> but getting a listers, you know, in movies and stuff like that and investing a lot of, of money. They invest a ton in content. So, um, I want it to be good, like this specific movie that I'm referring to, Bird Box, but uh, some of it is still, you know, they're still getting there. Sometimes it's a hit and a miss with Netflix. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they're getting there. I do like that, though. I do like that Hulu does some original, I've liked some Hulu original content. I do, I, I was telling my mom this the other day about, I was telling her to watch, uh, what is the one with the girl from Handmaid's Tale? She actually, she asked me, did I watch it or had I seen it and was asking for my recommendation. I said, yeah, watch it. And I like to say that I actually started the wave of people watching it before it got all of its nominations and, and when all those, uh, did it win Golden Globes? I can't remember what it won. I think it won some Golden Globes. Um, but yeah, uh, it got, a, it got a lot of, uh, a lot of wins there like a, a couple of years ago. I think it was whatever, two after the first season, two years ago, whatever that was last year. Um, but I want to say on record that I was telling people to watch it prior to that and that I was saying how great it was. And the girl from, I can't remember her name, but the girl from Mad Men was on it. So I, I want the credit there. I just want to throw that out there, Max. Given. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of a sad ending. Uh, beautiful movie overall. That beautiful movie overall with this, uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Um, it's a, kind of a sad movie overall. I mean, kind was, of a sad. Yeah, he he was never was, really happy. He was never happy, and then right when it you know seemingly found happiness, uh, you know, it was when he knew he had AIDS, and it was kind of it was on a, he was on a timer. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know this is happy, but I know it's going to end. So um, it was kind of a relief that he found happiness at the end. Um, I thought they also one thing we didn't touch on. I thought they did a really good job depicting his pretty complicated relationship with Mary. Yeah, they did. They did. They did a really good job of that. Um, you know, it... I guess maybe not complicated, complex. Complex. Yeah, that, that's probably a good way to put it. Um, you know, he, the and Mary in the movie is was his wife, his first wife, before you realized that he was homosexual. Um, and then after telling her and them, you know, separating... Uh, they still remain friends, yep. and again, like you said, they had a they had a complex relationship where, obviously, she's dealing with the hurt of wow, you know, the guy that I thought you know I was in love with and who I was going to be with, um, you know, it's not his fault, but isn't attracted to me that way, and, but still had so much love for her, and she still had so much love for him, and, and was there when he needed her, and, and vice versa. So, I mean, she was the one to to check him and put him back in place when need be. Right, exactly. So, and kind of kind of reeled him back in when when he was going off on the deep end a little bit there. Um, you know, with, with drugs and, and alcohol and stuff like that. So um, so they, they had a really beautiful relationship that kind of came full circle at the end. So, you know, that's that's really it. All I had on Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, Max, what upcoming movies are you excited for? Did you see a cool trailer or anything like that this week? Uh, I, I know it was talked about, but Lion King. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, still high. Hey, how, how can no. you not be excited? <laughs> I could talk about Lion King every week. Yeah, that uh, Lion King trailer looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm... I said I said this before. I'm cautiously optimistic because of the fact that they're taking uh, my favorite movie of all time and then redoing it. So you know I'm going to be nitpicking, but I'm going to try to just go in and appreciate it for what it is. It looks good. The CGI is going to be good. It's going to be good. I can recite the first one by heart, so I'm going to try not to do that and say, "Hey, they <laughs> missed a line here, or missed a song here, or a note here in the new one," and just let it be great on its own. Do you like the the cast? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That I mean, the fact they brought James Earl Jones back is crucial. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm super hyped. Um, my uh, trailer or movie that I'm looking forward to for this this uh, that I just saw this past week was this movie called Replicas. I actually hate myself for saying that I'm excited about that. It's with Keanu Reeves. I saw the um, trailer when I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like your typical like robot slash artificial intelligence goes wrong sci-fi movie, which I should know better and know that it's not going to be that great, but they're going to get it. But everyone watches it. Everyone everyone watches the movie. You know it's going to end silly, but I'm going to still go see it. It it caught my attention. They showed me just enough to get me excited about it. Uh, It kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, of, what's that movie? Giant with Johnny Depp, Transcendence. Kind of something like that if you've seen that. That movie sucks. But so <laughs> the fact that it reminded me, it also reminded me of, uh, of the, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I don't want to say it and feel stupid. X, uh, Machina. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I was, I, I was going to guess something close to that, but yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that too. That was good. I did like that movie though. It was weird. It was weird. I only saw it one time. Isn't that the one with like super weird ending too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it's really strange all the way through all those okay. sci-fi movies. They just yeah. get they almost hit a point where they just get weirder and weirder. Like, throughout the movie, and you're like, all right, bring it back, and they just, nope, we're going to yep. keep getting weirder. Uh, and you're like, um, okay, yeah, yeah, I can work with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, don't come up with a second one. You got my money this time. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Um, but, yeah, that is, uh, I think that really wraps episode six of Entire We Trust. Do you have anything else, Max? Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Anytime, man. Until next week. <laughs>